Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show, where financial planning becomes understandable. Your host, David C. Treese, is a licensed financial advisor who specializes in retirement income planning. Do you know where your income will come from in retirement? David helps people know where their paychecks will come from in retirement. David's desire for each of his clients is to have financial confidence, protection, and growth. We believe this is achievable with the right plan in place. Together, we'll build a plan specific to your financial goals. We work with clients from all over, and we'd love to connect with you. Go to clientsexcel.com to connect with us. If you'd like to speak with us, call our office at 864-641-7955. Thanks for listening. Now to the show. Well, here we are for show number 41, and we are thankful to have you back. Do you remember the first time you went to the dentist? My three-year-old daughter, Amelia, had her first dentist appointment last week, and Mallory, my wife, and I tried to coach her on what to expect, because when I'm going into a new situation, my anxiety tends to spike. I get even more antsy when I can't visualize what that new experience may be like. I figure I'm probably not alone in my uneasiness with new environments. We told Amelia that the dentist and her helper, the dental hygienist, were going to look at her teeth and count them and clean them, and she would need to sit really still for them to look in her mouth. Our dentist referred Amelia to a children's dentist, and who knew a dentist specializing in children's care was a thing? I had no clue. When I was a kid, everybody went to the same dentist. In many ways, it seems like just yesterday that I was a kid sitting under that blinding bright light, having my teeth cleaned in a big beige ugly chair. (laughs) Since Amelia's new dentist's office is geared for children, the entire office is kid-themed. It has visually appealing decorations. It has murals of fish on the walls, an aquarium, and a vibrant color uh, scheme to the carpet. If you're if you have a little person in your life that goes to the dentist, you may want to tag along next time with them. I had a pretty good time looking at all the cool stuff. Amelia even got a prize at the end. She was able to put a little coin into a gumball type machine and get a prize out. What a dream for a kid, though. After our experience last week, we'll be equipped to remind Amelia what it will be like when she goes back in the fall for her next visit. I found that people are sometimes reluctant to meet with a new financial advisor or to take the first step in creating a financial plan because they don't know what to expect. This may even cause anxiety for them. It probably would for me. In a world that's very aware of unscrupulous people and that sometimes these unscrupulous people lurk in financial services company, it may even add a greater level of uncertainty around whether you should engage an advisor or not. Who can you really trust after all? When someone meets with me by phone or Zoom or in person, the first interaction with them is a learning session for me. I attempt to learn as much as possible about the person I'm talking to. I ask a lot of questions and I take notes on what uh, we're talking about so, so that I can remember all the details of our conversation. My intention with this interaction is to gain an understanding of where the person is in their planning journey. I'm trying to gauge if I can add value to your financial situation or if we can optimize what you may already be doing. 
we're not a fit for everyone, and that's fine, but we want to figure that out as quickly as possible, right? Time is valuable. I ask questions like, what are you attempting to achieve with your finances, and is there a reasonable expectation that you may achieve it? I want to understand where you are in your personal discovery process. Am I the first person that you've talked to about financial planning? Or have you spent hours on the internet researching different financial tools? Are you calling me because you've had a major life change? Often people begin thinking about their options with retirement when they're 5 to 10 years out from retirement. Or maybe because they've inherited a lump sum of money and they want to invest it in the most tax-advantageous way possible. Or maybe they were recently divorced and they're trying to figure out their finances on their own for their first time in years or at all. We don't have a rigid grid for how our new clients engage our firm. Some people meet with us two times before they do business, and others meet with us six or seven times before they'll do business with us. I've been told I'm a patient person, and I'm really glad people think that about me, but I'm not always patient with myself, but that's probably another podcast for another day. In our subsequent meetings, though, with prospective clients, if we have a basis to continue meeting, we'll make recommendations for how we can help you work towards your goals. A lot of people tell me that they have a financial planner or a broker or a banker, but very few of them can show me a written financial plan that their advisor or banker or broker has drafted for them. When our clients engage us for comprehensive planning, we draft a financial plan that illustrates your goals, your potential challenges you may have in meeting your goals, the tax implications of your accounts, the most advisable way or most advantageous way to create a sustainable income from your portfolio, and how to grow your money, amongst other things. If you don't have a plan in place and you're relying on someone to always advise you, what happens if that person is no longer able to advise you? The point here is not to be morbid, but the point I'm attempting to make is that our desire for our clients is for them to be empowered with as much understanding of their finances as they want to have. We want someone to be able to come behind our work and to be able to understand the why of what we are doing. If you'd like to speak about working with our firm, uh, please give us a call or or shoot us an email. You can email us at connect at clientsexcel.com or call our office at 864-641-7955. Amelia did great with her dentist appointment, and you'll do great uh, with your financial discovery process as long as you take the first few steps in the right direction. We are a company set up to serve other people. We want to serve you and we want to help you be successful. Zig Ziglar used to say you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. We want to help you achieve peace of mind and have certainty in an uncertain world. With the balance of our time, I wanted to highlight an article from TheHill.com, a a former bank regulator, and I'm probably going to slaughter this guy's name, but his name is Thomas Veriton, and I'll put put the link to this article in the show notes. But he was a bank regulator at two different federal agencies, and then he was a private practitioner for four decades, and, uh, and he was a professor at George Mason University in their law school, and he's published a book. 
what this article is talking about is all the uh, uh, financial bubbles that we have in our economy. And I want to just quote some of this article, take the, take the high level of it, and you'll get the point. But here it is, direct quote, financial collapses typically follow the creation of economic bubble. So it is useful to understand when bubbles are forming. Most bubbles are characterized by too much credit chasing overvalued assets. Many financial bubbles often masquerade for some time as strong economic growth, shedding their disguises only when it's too late to stop them from bursting. As the effects of the pandemic appear to be retreating, the fire hose approach to economic assistance should be jettisoned and replaced with targeted assistance. The more pork and unnecessary subsidies that Congress includes, the closer we get to our next financial panic, given the context we find ourselves in. What's the context? Take the bubble that no one seems to ever worry about, the national debt. It sits today at $28 trillion. And boy, we've talked a lot about this in previous episodes. And it's growing by the minute. Over the last quarter century, it has continuously been nurtured by Congresses and White Houses when, what, that, that, excuse me, that seem to believe that there is no restraints on the country's borrowing and spending power. That has necessitated an endless series of governmental actions that have distorted markets, which then, of course, requires further attention and adjustment as markets evolve, leading to even greater or leading to even further market distortions. Since interest rates hit 21% in the early 1980s, and people love to tell me about living through this period, the Federal Reserve has taken increasing control of the economy, managing it through ups and downs. During the panic of 2008, the Fed rescued a reeling economy by purchasing, among other things, treasury notes and mortgage-backed securities, ballooning its balance sheet from a meager $870 billion in 2007 to an eye-popping $4.5 trillion in 2014. Even before the Fed could shed itself of that portfolio and return markets to normality, and that's in air quotes, the pandemic of 2020 and the relief efforts enacted by Congress compelled it to increase its portfolio to a whopping $7.6 trillion. It's not clear how long it will take the Fed to unwind its current holdings, if it happens at all. The combination of relentless spending and borrowing has maneuvered the economy into a position that requires constant realignment by the government to avoid new catastrophic economic events. Exhibit A is how desperately the country needs low interest rates. It's not, that it's, it's not that it is stimulative to have low interest rates. The country needs rates to be low to avoid even greater financial distress. According to Jimmy Chang, the insightful chief investment officer at Rockefeller Capital Management, a 1% uptick in the general level of interest rates would increase America's annual interest payments on its outstanding debt by about $280 billion, which is 54% higher than its interest outlays in 2020, more than 5% of the government's total spending in a typical year, pre-pandemic level, and 40% more than the Pentagon's annual budget for the Navy. Consider what would happen to the U.S. economy if rates climbed to a 6 to 8% level, which traditionally would not have can be considered abnormal. 
And the point of sharing this article with you, and again, I'll link it in the show notes, is not to alarm you, but to illustrate that having a sound financial plan that considers all of these things is important. The problem with interest rates being so low when it comes to a financial advisory standpoint is it has caused people to take more risk in their portfolios. In the 10 years I've been in this business, people have increasingly taken more risk in their money, chasing higher returns and blowing the bubble and contributing to blowing the bubble higher and higher. If that's what you're doing, then you need to reevaluate if there's a better way and a safer way to invest money that could help you have a more sustainable portfolio and ensure that you're not going to run out of money. I hope this has been helpful. I hope you've got a lot of good content. We would love to connect with you. We'll see you next week. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.